This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 80. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And today we've got something really cool because I've got a special guest here with me from the Netherlands and we're going to be talking about a really interesting question which is whether you have to spend time abroad in order to reach a high level in a language. But before we do that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki. And, you know, if you are someone who really wants to take more language lessons or wants to have more practice in their target language, but maybe you don't have time to go out and meet teachers and, you know, maybe you're just very busy, then italki could be exactly what you need because you can get lessons with professional teachers from the comfort of your own home. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, simply go over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson to get started. Cool. So um, I'm very pleased to welcome my good friend Jan van der from the Netherlands, who's here sat beside me right now. Hey, Jan. Hi, Oli. Yeah, thanks for having me and your podcast. What a what an honor. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a, the honor is all mine. And I thought we'd, we'd, we would record this conversation today because... We were walking around, we went for a walk around around London yesterday and we got talking about all of our languages. Um, I have learned eight languages in the past. And Jan, how many, how many do you speak? Yeah, I would say you can also speak eight quite comfortably. And, but you've studied, you studied more as well. Yeah, you? I, I studied more, but yeah, eight, eight, I can have like um, spontaneous conversations in, in eight languages. So I would say eight. Yeah, and so, so you know, amongst... We, we we speak a number of languages each, but obviously, like each of those languages has a slightly different level. Yeah. Some of them we are like very comfortable in; others, others not so much. Well, right? What are your best languages, Oli? So for me, I mean, the languages that I'm most comfortable in, that I can kind of op- operate fairly fairly freely without really thinking about it, would be uh, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and Japanese. Mm-hmm. Those are the, those are the languages that I kind of feel most yeah, comfortable uh, with. And why do you think? Those are the languages that speak the best. Is that because you li- you lived in all those countries where those languages were spoken? Isn't, isn't well, right? this is, yeah, because this is the question, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because I like so in my own life, I've traveled quite a lot. I've been very lucky enough to I've traveled a lot, and so I've had the experience of actually using these languages in the countries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of difficult for me to say what would happen mm-hmm. if you if you if I didn't travel and if I didn't go abroad, whether I'd still uh, be able to learn those languages yeah. to the same level, exactly. but but like I mean, so to, to give you some examples, so I when I learned Spanish and Portuguese, I was living in London, and everything I learned in those languages was in London, and I got to quite a good level. Mm-hmm. What what level? Until what level did you learn the language back at the time? Portuguese and Spanish. It's, it's difficult to say exactly what level, but I mean, I would. You were comfortable. I would have, like, I'd spend entire days just speaking okay. Spanish yeah, and Portuguese. So, mm-hmm. you know, very, very, like, very conversationally comfortable. And, but then, you know, then I started traveling to Spain and I started traveling to Brazil. So I obviously improved in that time. And I don't know whether if I just stayed in the UK, whether I would have kept improving or not. But I yeah. mean, the reason that, I mean, again, this is what we were talking about yesterday. Um, the, <laughs> to tell you guys, it's quite funny. We were we were walking through Greenwich Park, which is in South, a beautiful park in southeast London, and we were on top of this, um, right up at the top of Greenwich Park, and there were a couple of Chinese girls taking taking these funny selfies on top of the the park with this great view of London, and, and one of them asked Yan to 
to take a photo for them, like not knowing that he speaks very good Mandarin. And so Yan kind of switches immediately into Mandarin and just starts talking to them in in Chinese. And they're like, "Oh my god, I how is this possible? How how come you speak Chinese?" And they they just kind of went, "I didn't understand anything," but they went off and had this this conversation. And so that got me thinking. Well, because mm-hmm. you know I'm learning Cantonese at the moment yeah. still, and it's going well, but I've kind of had this lingering feeling that I don't know at the moment whether I'm going to be able to get it to a very good level where it's like very comfortable if Staying I just stay here in, in London yeah and so that's why that's how I started that's why well that's kind of why we got talking about this mm-hmm. this topic right yeah exactly so what do you think does it make that brings you to a higher level when you stay in the country is it just that you you have to because now you're learning Cantonese you only speak it with teachers on, on Aitokai as I understand yeah. is, that, is that correct yeah, yeah basically yeah you, you think you think that it's that that you're just only use it in the classes and now once when you have to speak it with someone in person that it feels differently or something and then you just can't respond naturally or, or what is it that that holds you back yeah what, it's what like um it's it's the fact that it's it's not automatic for me yeah. you know like so when i when i think about this 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 question for me like i i want to be able my real goal what i want to get to in a language is i want to be able to to meet someone spontaneously in the street or wherever mm-hmm. and then have start a spontaneous conversation without feeling held back or without feeling mm-hmm. you know very easily yeah and to to connect with the the person so that like the conversation with the person yeah. is the most important thing not mm-hmm. not whether i'm good at the yeah, language yeah. or not you know and and like one of for like for me one of the really hard one of the most important things to get right in a language at the beginning is like It's those first few moments when you meet someone. It's like, yeah, exactly. what do you say when you first yeah, exactly. interact with someone? Because I, th- I think if you if you are capable of, of feeling comfortable replying in in that target language spontaneously, then you can just keep using that language, and that allows you to keep improving natural in a very natural way. Um, for example, I have this problem with Spanish. I've never lived in a country where this where they speak Spanish, and Yesterday, for example, we were at the uh, we were in London and we met uh, we met a few Spanish Spanish speakers, and at the Polyglot at, Pub, by the way, for any of you guys yeah, of in course. the UK, come along to Polyglot Pub. Almost forgot to mention yeah. that at the Polyglot Pub, I had to speak Spanish, but I've never lived in a country, so for some reason, it never became a natural part of me, and I had this feeling where you just tend to reply re- reply in english where you switch back to english which is a pity because if you end up speaking english you're not going to practice the language um do you have the same feeling for cantonese or? no yeah exactly it's like there are there are certain things that you're very good at discussing mm-hmm. but i think there's kind of a threshold where you, the, like the point at which the you know if you have to if you if you have to use too much brain power then it stops being natural right mm-hmm. i mean when i think about you know so spanish for me is one of my stronger languages and for me like whenever if if i meet someone i know how to start talking to them in a very natural way mm-hmm. if i don't understand what they say i know it's not because my spanish yeah, is exactly. bad it's just like there's just some miscommunication so i like i can very easily navigate yeah. that like nothing Nothing phases You're me in Spanish. Stressed. No, it's you, like it's you zero. Stay relaxed. Zero stress. Um, just like I can focus on what I want to talk about yeah. and focus on that that yeah. 
that conversation, right? But that's but if it, it's absolutely not like that with Cantonese. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think we have to do in order to 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 in order to get to that level where we can just be relaxed? What do we need? Is it that we need to speak the languages with with more people, with more different people than only with the teacher, as we do now, or what is it? What is it? What do you think? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like part of me thinks like, like so. I mean, this the difficulty is like how, the big question is how do you get a language to become automatic, right? Mm-hmm. Automatic and natural, mm-hmm. and like it's so important to use. Services like italki or to to talk with native speakers to mm-hmm. build up your confidence in the yeah. first place, but then yeah. to really push it to the high levels. Yeah. I think, based on my experience living abroad, I think that you have to go through a period of time when you're, you know, you come across ten, twenty, thirty people every day, and you're forced exactly. to to interact exactly. with them. And maybe also that you're not only talking to a teacher, like with who you explain what you did today or what your plans are or but maybe you need you need a little a bigger variety of topics to talk about um for example please Oli, pass me the coffee please that's not something that you're gonna that you're gonna ask your your teacher on italk high like yeah. all those little things i think yeah are, are the things that make the language more natural do, do you, you know are, what i mean yeah no exactly exactly it's it's not so much of What it mean what what it means to speak a language well is not about it's not the words and the grammar and all that stuff it's, mm-hmm. it's not it's about how you how you like the big test for me mm-hmm. is how do you make the other person feel when you're speaking their language because mm-hmm. you know when I mean I remember living in Japan which is a place where people don't really speak very good English mm-hmm. and. Almost always, when I'd have a conversation in English with a Japanese person, mm-hmm. it was difficult for me yeah. because their English was not good and mm-hmm. it was just a, a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always very conscious when I'm speaking another language, how does the other person feel talking to me? Yeah, and like, exactly. So I know like in Spanish, for example, mm-hmm. um, that that person is... The people I talk to are genuinely, gen, generally very, very comfortable. Yeah. But then I know when I'm speaking Cantonese, the other person like they're aware, they know that I don't yeah, really maybe, get everything maybe, they're talking yeah, about. Well, yeah, that, that that's an interesting thing. And and why could that be? Is it because you cannot think in Cantonese? That is it maybe that you're just translating your ideas? Because I I see you speaking Spanish very naturally. Mm. I I don't see you thinking about how how do you say that in Spanish? You're just it's it's very natural. It comes from your yeah. it comes from your heart, not for your brain. Yeah, exactly. M- maybe that's the thing. Um, I don't. Right, so we need to. So yeah. So that's an interesting point. So moving. The language from your head to your heart. That's a, that's a nice way of looking <laughs> yeah. at it, because like for, with Cantonese for me now, t- it's still totally in my head. Mm. Like I have to think a lot. Yeah. The same with my. Sp- if I speak Spanish, I'm just translating. I'm just thinking in Portuguese and I'm translating <sighs> it into Spanish. Spanish, yeah. and that's why. I've, and that's why I know that a native speaker is gonna feel that I don't speak the language naturally, and that holds me back a little bit. And therefore, I'm tend to switch to English. Which is a pity because I'm not going to practice my Spanish. Yeah, so exactly. That, yeah. That's a barrier yeah. that that that's important to. So, you. so what are we saying? I mean, okay. do we do we agree that actually to get your language to a very high level, you do have to spend time in the country? Because you, you that's said, not that's not what you said yesterday. You just you didn't agree with that yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you can. As you just told me that you you spoke Spanish and, and Portuguese at a very high level even before you went to Brazil. 
but it's only that being part of the country being among these 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 people who speak the language all the time that allow you to um to speak the language with 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 your heart as we just said yeah maybe it's that thing because if you have people around you speaking this language all the time and, and you have to re- reply all the time in this language you don't have the time to think you just i don't know yeah. it just yeah. somehow it becomes natural and 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 therefore in order to make the language natural yeah i think it's really important to to go to the crown and not a very important thing i speak chinese at a at a i'm very comfortable in chinese that would never have been possible if i would not uh, if i did not go to china i would not have had the motivation to to learn the language i think that's another very important thing mm. if you are in hong kong um and you spend a lot of time with uh, people that speak cantonese i'm i'm yeah you must be way more motivated to learn the language than staying here in in london even going downtown going to a chinese restaurant once a day that, I, i don't know about that i mean i'm i'm maybe i'm not normal i don't know but i'm pretty motivated to to study i mean i you know i study every day i take i speak cantonese most days you know yeah but i don't think i don't see it as a motivation problem i i see it as a i see it like a pain you know when you're you're in the gym or you're running or something and you have this it's really really hard and you're really struggling mm-hmm. but then you just push through this barrier and suddenly it is not so hard anymore mm-hmm. and it becomes easier mm-hmm. for think- me it's a bit like that like i, I mean I, was, i still remember very clearly being in the canary islands many years ago like speaking with a group of like 15 friends mm-hmm. from there and they were sp- like and these are all like childhood friends so they're speaking they're speaking spanish very fast like machine gun spanish yeah like they are they got all their in jokes but the only they know about all this slang and it was really hard for me to keep up and i remember like i tried for a couple of hours two or three hours to keep up and i did but like you know what spain is like you stay there all night right yeah so we were there like until four four or five in the morning and it got to a point around one in the morning two in the morning well my head was just hurting so much i couldn't not from the from the rum and coke but from the spanish mm-hmm. like it was it was i just couldn't do it anymore but i had to keep going because i couldn't yeah. just sit there in silence yeah. Yeah, exactly. i was just pushing and pushing and pushing yeah. and pushing yeah. so, and it's those moments yeah, yeah. that really help you embody the language yeah. i think and so that's why i'm kind of thinking well as much as i practice cantonese here in london mm-hmm. like am i really going to be able to smash through that pain barrier yeah, exactly. without spending the time so in just, so you're saying that you just need to force yourself a little bit more to speak Cantonese and a way to do that is by going to the country yeah well that's, well, that's it maybe it's one way of many yeah you know maybe I could do a I don't know I'm sure there are many ways of doing it mm-hmm. but um yeah well this has been a really interesting conversation man thanks thanks very much I hope this has been this has been uh, cool for you guys listening at home as well um It's uh it's a very interesting topic and I know that lots of people do use this uh, this this excuse well not an excuse but they do always think to themselves you know if only I could live abroad I would speak my language so well and yeah so I don't know we don't have any answers but um at least we've kind of uh, hopefully talked a little bit about the issue based on uh, based on the experiences that that we've had so Jan thank you very much for uh, for coming on I'll um I'll ask you a bit more about you in just a second but thank you for listening if you would like to ask me a question about languages then you can please go over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash 
ask and you can leave me a voicemail question that I'd be really happy to reply to. Also, um, if you've been enjoying the show, I'd really appreciate a review of the podcast on iTunes. It helps other people find the show as well and it also helps keep me motivated to keep making these <laughs> these shows twice a week. So if you'd like to leave a review for me on on iTunes, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash review and that will take you to the place. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. So, Jan, why don't, why don't I turn it over to you? I usually turn this part over to the guests. Ah, so, um, I mean, yeah. you've, like, you, you do a lot of cool stuff. I've, like, ever since I started doing stuff online, I've seen, I've seen things that you've been doing. I mean, you've made some fantastic videos with, with um with various polyglots you made it in fact Jan came to Cairo and filmed the video with me as well and we'll put this in the show notes which will be at um I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 80 um Jan came and he filmed this kind of entire mini documentary about me in in Egypt which was super cool and he's produced a, a fantastic video which you can check out there so I kind of I kind of know you from that but I, I know you're doing you're working on other things at the moment so yeah. where can people you know what are you up to and where can people find you yeah. um, so, so yeah a little bit more about myself so in the last five years actually five years ago five years ago I, I started my own business also running my own business online which allowed me to to travel to move and to move to a lot of different countries uh, learn a local language in the country um, I've written a, I've written a lot about language learning, about traveling. You can find it on on my website, which is www.janvanderaan.com. That's my name. And it, yeah, and if you can't spell that, don't worry. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, which will be at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode eighty. Cool. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on the show, Jan. And I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.